Welcome back to, to Origins and Adaptations. I am Andrew. And I'm Cody. That was unplanned. Totally. That was insane. Totally. <laughs> this is episode 49. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about some news. We're going to talk about the show Defenders and then our usual, you know, favorite, favorite recent reads. Yeah. Uh, golden oldies if we have any. Mm-hmm. And uh, never have I ever. Okay. Sweet. I'm trying to think. Ooh, my favorite recent read is a never have. Well, hold on. No, you've read. But well, you've read. But here's the thing. You've read. But here's the thing, though. But you've read. I haven't read any any of the run of this. That story. I was thinking about that today. I I am not joking you. When I don't I was sitting cons- there. I don't actually consider that. Okay, had someone told me they had. Okay, guys, I'm, I'm going to speak in really annoyingly vague terms. Right vague now. generalities. Yeah. I don't think if you've read what I read, you could really say you've read that character. You might be vaguely familiar with it, but reading around is a little different. I guess. So it's not really a never have I ever, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah. We'll say... We'll say... We can say it's not. I'm just saying it, it felt like it. Okay. It felt like a new experience. It, it felt like a it new felt experience. It felt like an experience you haven't felt before and now, with this character. And now everyone's like, who the hell is Cody talking about? <laughs> it will be revealed at the very end. Um, okay, so just jumping right into news. So I'm going to say on this this segment, I'm probably going to say a lot of actors' names that no one knows. And that is okay, because I barely know. But so we're, we'll just start off. So Titans has been casted. Uh, Titans is the Teen Titans TV show that's coming to the DC streaming service that's right uh i had i was excited for but more and more news comes out i'm not excited for because it's not teen titans it's just titans it's the teen titan characters and they're doing whatever they want with it okay so anna diop is going to play starfire in titans which could be fine except that anna diop is like 35 whoa yes and so they're having an older Starfire. Uh, be in it as well as I really hope they don't do what I was talking about with uh, Domino on the last podcast Mm -hmm. and Diop is black and so if you don't know anything about Starfire Starfire is bright orange like she is orange galore and then she has bright fiery red hair if she is not orange (laughs) With bright, fiery red hair, I'm just, I'm not going to watch the show because it just means that they're not dedicated to making the characters who they are in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm worried that they don't do that because they'll go, oh, we don't want to paint over her because that might be an there's issue. Al- the thing is, though, there's always a reason. Yeah. Oh, it's because of this. Oh, it's yeah. because of that. Well, People are sick and tired of purists like us complaining about things like that. And the fact of the matter is we feel the way we do about it because they so rarely ever do get it spot on Yeah, that we're sick of it. Yeah. We, we would like something to be a little closer. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really think that's too demanding. I don't. No. Because I feel like it's got... They've changed the most part, so many been, characters. It's been wrong more than it's been right. Yes. And so... Especially with nowadays, when it's so easy to do that kind of stuff. The source material is at your fingertips. We have the internet, people. Yes. Look it also, up. Also, it's your property. 
Look it up. <laughs> you should know your source material. Okay, then second, Brenton Waits has been casted as Dick Grayson. I have no clue who this person is, but also he's like 28. So they're casting an older Dick Grayson. He's going to be Nightwing. He's not going to be uh, yeah, Robin. But even when he became Nightwing, wasn't he like all... 19? He was 19. He yeah. wasn't that old. Yeah. Uh, and then Alan Richson uh, is going to play Hawk. It's not as bad as, as casting like what a 48-year-old Robin in Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> no, I mean, he wasn't... That. He wasn't. He was like... Thir- he's 28. I think he was 28, yeah. yeah. But he was playing Robin. At least with this one, it's kind of better because Nightwing is older in the comics right now. Right now. Yeah. But no, I don't think he's 28. I think he's like 25, 24. But it's just annoying that this could have been a Teen Titans TV show, mm-hmm. which would, I feel like it's exact opposite of what you were like talking about before where they were taking older characters and making them super young. Now they're taking like young characters and making them old. Yeah. And it's it's kind of weird. And I guess I'm, now that I think of it, I don't really. It's not so much one way or the other. It's just get it right. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. It's not that hard. It's right there. Yeah. Uh, it just bothers me. I saw a fan art today, which was really good, and it was Starfire, Dick Grayson, uh, with Cyborg and Beast Boy in the back, and I think Raven was there. And I was like, man, that is Teen Titans. That's classic Teen Titans, and we won't ever get that. <laughs> like, that bothers me. Um, that Cyborg has been just jump-started into Justice League, and so he'll never have that Teen Titans connection, uh, which is really important to his character. Mm-hmm. Because he then, he... The reason it's important is because Cyborg starts out as a high school football player and then gets into, uh, I believe, a car accident. Uh, and his dad then kind of experiments on him to keep him alive um, and combines him with a boom with technology from a boom tube, which is uh, dark sides. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Dark sides form of transportation from apocalypse. Um, and so that whole aspect is he is still a teenager. And so him interacting with other teen superheroes is really important because it develops his character going forward. And them taking him out of that and putting him into Justice League, and now he'll always just be like the rookie and the new guy, or however Justice League is doing it, where he gets into the Mac and goes, don't worry, Alfred, I've got this. She's like, man, no, that is not Cyborg. Cyborg goes, booyah, and like takes over the whole scene and is energetic and is excited and kicks butt, and I'm not excited for it. Justice League. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Alan Richardson is going to play Hawk, who I believe is a descendant of Hawkman, but I'm not sure. Uh, that's it for Titan News. Uh, they also announced the villain, and I forgot to write that down, but the villain has been announced. He's kind of like a no-name character, one that I barely even knew of um, from the comics. I thought it was going to be Deathstroke, but no, it's not. Uh, then another mess, another DC-related mess. Uh, the Joker origin movie is happening. Did you know about oh, that? I, I heard. Yeah, I know. I heard. I heard. Did you hear who's producing it? It's the people who made Crazy Stupid Love, right? Uh, no. Uh, they're 
that's a different subject. Oh, but okay. I got that my, is that okay. is on the list. Okay, I got my wire crossed then. The Joker origin movie is being produced by Martin Scorsese. Okay. Uh, and because of that, there are going to be three Jokers in the Joker origin movie. There's going to be the Joker we've seen. What is this? That Bob Dylan movie? <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember that Bob Dylan movie that came out a couple years ago? No. Well, actually, it was probably closer to about nine years ago. Okay, so they had a, a different actor play uh, Bob Dylan throughout the course of his life, depending okay. on how he looked at the time. And like the young, really skinny Bob Dylan was actually played by a woman, and she won an award for playing it. Yeah. And as believable as it is, you still know it's a woman the entire time. Yeah. Like, like not as believable as. As similar to Bob Dylan as she looked, it's like it's a girl cosplaying as Bob Dylan essentially. <laughs> so I don't know I, who knows what kind of creative, bizarre, weird approach they're going to yeah. take to it. But um, so the, Scorsese, I don't know. Let me let me read this the the three names and one of them is going to be like, uh, no, please don't. Um, da, 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 da. Uh-huh. Scorsese is producing. Oh, uh, let me get these names, because I got one of them. Uh, first of all, he wants Leonardo DiCaprio to be one of the Jokers. You know, actually, that's not a bad idea, because he's a fantastic Joker, and you know what? My mom always said in his eyebrows, she always saw a young Jack, a very, very young Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. And n- the one thing I think Nicholson really had about, had to look for for Joker were the crazy eyes yeah. and the eyebrows. And, I, and he, and, he d- has it. But and Leo's a great actor. I'm just He's a great actor. worried that there's now multiple Jokers. Oh, yeah, that in itself is a terrible idea in my opinion. Yeah. It's trying to be too unorthodox too original it's trying yeah. just too hard it's a superhero themed movie at the end uh, of the day it, it's a villain movie leto is said to have made his displeasure with the notion of multiple jokers um so he's not too excited the fact that because he's going to be in it as well well yeah if someone's taking his job essentially yeah um, or his job's being displaced dispersed yes so it's it's interesting um. So, what do you think? I think that's just too weird, unnecessary. I, I mean, I'm just done. I think I'm not going to watch any of the Joker, Holly Quinn stuff. Um, I'm just going to stick to the main. But you don't have any real. You don't have a stance. I think it's dumb. Just dumb. But it makes sense with the DC how Warner Brothers is handling everything right now. They don't understand how it works. I I seriously feel like that. I feel like it's a it's like. Telling someone to pick a stack of books and papers from the table and carry it over to this other table. Yeah. And they pick it up and they walk two feet and they just throw it at the ground. Yeah. That's honestly what I, that's the best analogy that I can make. Yeah. That's how I feel. Because Wonder Woman was close. Like they, they got really close to how it should be with Wonder Woman. And then. I'm giving Wonder Woman an exemption, but still it wasn't perfect. Yeah. It could have been perfect. It could have been. There was just moments uh i don't know i'm it's when this news comes out it's not like oh my gosh 
why. It's more of, okay, I'm not surprised. <laughs> We're used to it. Yeah. It's kind of it's like, remember in Mulaney's bit in, in the diner with the uh, Tom Jones? Oh, yeah, Tom Jones. When he's like, when some people are standing there like, what? Can you believe this is happening? And, the, of course, the staff, as these songs play over and over yeah. and over again, like, yep, same crap as always. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's how it is for us with these movies. Yeah. For me, and it's we're more. Repeating, of... You know, with Marvel and DC, we've been repeating the same cinematic experiences. Yeah, where you and I are kind of like, okay, we dig Marvel, but we're always going to know how we're going to walk out of the movie, how how we're going to yeah. feel after we walk out. Yeah, with enjoyed. DC, we enjoyed it, but you know, probably no real stakes, no real danger. No, no. And then DC, it's like, yeah, movie is a piece of crap. <laughs> Look at all these stakes. Look at all this danger. It's like, oh, thank you for giving me horrible characters and then killing them off. Good, good job, DC. You're so different. Yep. Versus Marvel that gives us likable characters and never kills them off. Um, Mar- with Marvel, there's just no risk taking. Yeah. In DC, it's like they're trying to risk. They're trying to do things differently, and they're just trying too hard. Yeah. That's I, I actually think. relate it to that same scene with. Uh, with um Jan- John Mulaney, mm-hmm. where I feel like BVS and Suicide Squad were what's new Pussycat just over and over. They were what? What's new Pussycat over and over and over oh, again? Oh yeah. And then Wonder Woman came on, and that was uh, it's not unusual. It's not unusual, and we're like, okay, like this is a breath of fresh air. And then they announce this stuff, and then I see the trailer for Justice League. And I go, we're back to what's new, pussy cat. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It's and are weird. you the angry guy in the corn going? <laughs> no, uh, I'm. I think I'm. I'm more of a. I'm the wait staff. You're the staff. You're the staff. Yeah. and that's what I think I am too. Yeah, we're at this point. We're just we're here. We're gonna watch them for you guys. Um, I might have been that a little bit when the Justice League trailer first got released yeah and i think i've settled into it that was yeah. months and months ago yeah how long ago was that trailer released the first one yeah back last last san diego comic-con okay so that was a year ago was it already a, was it already a full year ago Mm-hmm. because san diego this year just happened like a month yeah ago. i guess you're right i guess yeah. yeah after after a year of that settling in i've be, i've become a little bit BVS was over um, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I didn't realize, for some reason, I thought the trailer for Justice League came out quite a bit after BVS. Well, it came out like seven months after, but like half a year. I had this cut in my mouth. Sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to announce that to everyone listening. That's fine. But <laughs> just my mouth, my mouth hurts. So moving on with DC movie news, Joker and Harley Quinn movie is going to be made by the people that did Crazy Stupid Love. That was where you got that from. Can we have Kevin Bacon play one of the Jokers? In the Joker origin movie? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, he was David Lindhagen in Crazy Stupid Love. He was. I just love that scene. And I well, love his gonna... stupid crap-eating grin when he's like, I'm David Lindhagen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this is an... I'm just not excited. I don't want a Joker and Harley Quinn movie. That wasn't my favorite part of the movie. Like, I don't need more of that. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, we both have friends who really like the Joker-Harley Quinn relationship, and I, I don't 
dislike it. In fact, in its early stages, I thought it was great. But um, it's becoming too glamorized. It's becoming too glamour. I don't know how. I'm, I'm trying to think of another comparison I can make because there are other things like I mean, you could say Boba Fett's become glamorized. But I still do love Boba Fett. Also, I mean, those are just apples and oranges. Yeah, but I but, mean, you know, you know, people worship at the altar of Fett. People worship at yeah, the altar of yeah. Harley Quinn and Joker. I, maybe it's the the way they've turned Harley Quinn and Joker into these almost like postmodern characters that are yeah. so different from the way they used to be. Yeah, like Joker. Like I said, I thought. I mean, as much as I enjoyed Snyder's take on, uh the dialogue between the Bat family and I thought the story, the Black Mirror, was fantastic. Um, but his Joker was, is so so gruesome and so weird that it's like, uh, it doesn't really feel like classic Batman anymore. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'm old-fashioned. Maybe it's just that I don't want things to change, but I, I got a real buzz off reading all the 80s and 90s Batman stuff that, and 70s stuff that I read last year, mm-hmm. it was like, this is the Dark Knight detective. This yeah. is, like, there are stakes, there's darkness, but it's also fun. It's not the Joker slicing his face off and yeah. cutting his tongue in half. And, yeah. Or not, not not in half, but cutting it down the center like a snake's tongue. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that stuff's too far? Y- uh, yeah. Um, I, know, I know for a fact that I've actually asked you that question on the show. But... Kind of, but I think that did fit Snyder's world. Because Snyder did create a very gruesome, kind of like messed up version, his new 52 Batman stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's continuing with Metal, the the DC event, um, which I need to read more. And there's some crazy stuff that looks really cool. Um, so I don't know. I, I do agree with you. It's not stuff that I want to read. Mm-hmm. But I think it does have its place in just. I like, think a lot of people like it. And, yeah, and I'm not saying they're making the a cutting bad... the face off was too much. Yeah, and then he like reapplied it, right? Like, <laughs> yes, it was, yes, yeah. I mean, that's not him anymore. He went through something, and it's now back to normal. Uh, Do you miss Joker just being a crazy clown? I mean, lethal, but like killing joke Joker, where he's lethal, but like he's yeah. still. He's still just the Joker. He's not yeah, doing. But at what point do we move on? But at what point do we go back now? I think they're going to. Okay, I mean, I mean, with rebirth and everything, I really hope so. Uh, first of all, this this might be what they're trying to do with the Joker origin movie, but uh, in the in rebirth, there are three Jokers now. But if that's what they're doing, whoa, slow down. <laughs> like, way too way too much right now. Um, especially since we haven't really seen the three Jokers yet in the comic. Um, uh, then last on the DC movie news is Batman is a part of the DC universe. So if you did see the tweet from Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves said... Uh, the Batman won't be in the DC universe. He said that. And so what he meant by that, though, is 
the Batman movie will be a standalone movie. Like, there won't be references to Wonder Woman, all this other stuff. This is the same Batman from the DC universe, he is saying. Like, it's still the Batman cinematic universe, Ben Affleck, the Batman from BVS. People were coming out and saying, oh, you're saying that it's like a brand new take on Batman. Um, it's not the same character. And it's like, no, it is that same character. It's just we're not going to have it be all like Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman. None of those characters Did, did he in. say it wouldn't be in the same universe? Did he actually use that word? He said, no, he didn't say same. He said Batman, he said the Batman is not in the DC universe, the DC cinematic universe. That's, I mean, it's not really true, though. No, and so that's why it's an autonomous movie. That's why he came out in style, but like he, it's still the same guy playing Batman. Yes, and that's why he came out and reiterated what he meant. Right, and the and what's happening in the Batman story doesn't fly in the face of the continuity of the rest of the movies. No, it's it's just its own thing. It's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Uh, what? Why do people try and confuse everyone? Well, it's so Twitter. <laughs> you have 140 characters. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. Stop trying to like announce things on Twitter. Stop. Twitter is for one word, like one sentence phrases. That's for it. Angsty 21 year old girls. Yeah. And Donald Trump. Uh, and Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, I don't even have a Twitter. Yeah. And I don't suggest you have a Twitter. I have a Twitter. Unless you know how to use it. Yeah. Um, New Injustice 2 characters were announced, actually. Did you... You haven't watched any of that, have you? Because you watched the first one's cutscene. Yeah, I haven't seen anything from the second one. Really good. Really good stuff. Don't you have the trade for two? No, I have... I have... Injustice Year 1 and Year 2. Mm-hmm. Which is the is um before the first game. So at the beginning of the first game, there is the beginning scene where Superman kills Joker, uh, and then it starts the whole Superman regime. And then the next after that scene, though, it jumps five years forward, and then you get like what's happened after five years. And so the Injustice comic that I have, which is just the first Injustice, is year one and year two, and it's the first and second year in between that game. Um, And then there's year three, four, and five that I need to get. But the Injustice 2 comic is going right now, which is, uh, I think, the the build-up to the Injustice 2 game. Um, No, so they announced characters, and I'm kind of... Annoyed because I mean, I got the season pass, so I'm getting these characters. But the first character is Raiden from Mortal Kombat. I'm like, Raiden, yeah, Raiden. Sorry, I'm you're, yeah. fine. you're fine, you're fine. Uh, Raiden from Mortal Kombat, which I'm annoyed because I'm like, I don't need Mortal Kombat characters. I'll go play Mortal Kombat 10, which yeah. I have if I want to play Raiden. Uh, they introduced Black Manta, who is a DC character, which I am excited about. Um, and then they introduced Hellboy. Okay. So I, it is cool that Hellboy's in it. I'm just annoyed that we got one DC character with this. One extra DC character. Yeah. That's weird. 
out Black, of Black Manta is a cool one to throw in there. But, yes, but uh, it's weird. Yet you give us you give us Hellboy and Raiden, and then no more DC. Yes. Uh, so I'm kind of annoyed because there's a whole backdrop of DC characters. Freaking put Constantine in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why Constantine's not in there. I don't know why Dead Man's not in there. We have Swamp put, Thing. You could put Jonah Hex. Yeah. That's Why, a character that I haven't heard about in a long time. Why not? <laughs> true, true. Uh, Etrigan, Etrigan, you can put him in. Um, I mean, I just listed Dead Man. The, I feel like I said Dead Man, but did you say Dead Man? Mm-hmm. I said Constantine and Dead Man. I just heard Constantine. Yeah. I, we're just naming off dark characters right now. Um, what if they just put the Anti Monitor? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Um, just, just some like big, boring, like yeah, really powerful character who would, yeah. I'm trying to think of like stupid villains. Anti Monarch is not a stupid villain. He's just yeah. he's just super powerful. What if they put uh, kind of unstoppable? What if they put Golden Glider in there? That'd be kind of fruity. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah. Let's. So so someone asked me the other day, they were like, so who is the top dog villain? Not meaning um, most liked villain in the DC Universe, but the most powerful. And Darkseid. And I always want to say Darkseid, but I never know if that's the fairest answer. I would say so. You'd say Darkseid? Yeah, it would probably be a match between Darkseid and Brainiac. That's what I think, too. Yeah. You got to go, you got you to include Brainiac in there. And in terms of brute strength, because he's he is so huge. I mean, I I include the anti monitor, mm-hmm. but he's not. He's a more he's even more obscure than those ones. Then there's also Mondo. Mondo, yes, the Mo- the yes of War World. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only read about him online. I've never read. Well, he was in the uh, Young Justice TV show. Remember? They oh, him. oh, 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 okay, yeah, but I've, I've, I've never, like, yeah, you're yeah, right, read, I, I've, read I've never him. read anything with him in it. Um, um, yeah, I think those would be the... Dark Side Brainiac, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brainiac destroys planets that... and bottles them, that's disgusting. I don't know... <laughs> it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't get yeah. any more powerful uh, than that. I don't know bottles if he was cities. in the comics, but he was in the T- uh, Justice League TV show, the cartoon. Uh, he was an android... That could, that was invincible and could, um, copy any of the the Justice League's moves. Uh, and so he had like he had Superman's powers, and like Batman's fighting styles and Wonder Woman's powers and Flash's powers. So he had all these powers, and he was also invincible. But the min- then he kind of became sentient. And he became like an AI. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really want to hurt any of you because I have no reason to. And then he goes off. I would say he, <laughs> he would be, but I don't have a name for him. Yeah. DC. There's a, there's a lot of really powerful characters in, in the DC universe. Yeah. Uh, the first Lantern's pretty powerful, but he's in the Jeff. He's in the later New Fifty Two. Green Lantern stuff. Yeah. Um, I can list off a bunch of Marvel villains that are super powerful, but... Does DC... Does, does Marvel have more, do you think? Yeah, because Marvel has the cosmic stuff. 
Well, it, does DC? It, I guess that's the side of DC that I'm less familiar with. But does, yeah. does DC not have their own Celestials? Uh, it's just fewer, I would say. But I feel like Darkseid and Brainiac. I mean, they would be able to. Well, Darkseid's like Thanos. Yeah, they both um, both those characters would be would be able to hold their own against any of the most powerful, uh, Marvel. I would I would say. Yeah, I'm just thinking more of like on the lines of like Galactus and Brainiac would probably be on the same line. Yeah, and Thanos and Darkseid are on the same line. Brainiac is just crazy because like, you can't because you, you got Fing Fang Foom. You can't really stop him. Who um, is really powerful? Um, Ultron. Ultron is actually incredibly powerful. They just dumbed him down for the movie. Uh, oh, you know, you know who's really powerful um, in the DC universe who people forget? Lobo is pretty powerful. Lobo, I was going to say, do Black Adam. Yeah, Black Adam's Black really Adam's strong. absurdly yeah. powerful. Yeah. Actually, if he was a Superman villain, Superman might be toast. Like, yeah, because he uses magic. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know what happens whenever Shazam... In Superman fight, Superman is very badly embarrassed. Yeah. Even though he usually wins. Yeah. He walks away from the fight with his tail between his legs. True. So if Black Adam, I mean, I, I'm just, I don't know. This is this is me getting geeky. Even, yeah, as even, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're like, hey, you think he could take this who, guy? Who can fight who? Who, who can win? Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like recess all over again. Um, Yeah. Uh, then speaking of Hellboy, because we talked about the character. Before, before, before we transition, okay. the question People who they know I'm, I'm I'm a comic book fan. The question I get asked most often is, "Could Thor take Superman?" Really? Yeah, and, and, I've never been asked that. question. Yeah, I get asked that a lot, and I usually say, "The answer is no." It, I always say, "Well, it depends which Superman you're talking about, from when, from which era." But okay. under most circumstances, definitely not. No. Yeah, I mean, at one like he's very strong and he's very powerful. Yes. Uh. Yeah. And also, people, people like, oh, Superman just this Boy Scout. And like, have you seen Angry Superman? Mm-hmm. He is a demon. Yeah, he is like when you when you get him really angry, he is just totally unhinged, and he will destroy yeah, you because everything Superman does is held back. Mm-hmm. No, he's yeah. he, Superman unless he's fighting like Brainiac totally, or someone. Yeah, he's totally restrained, like one hundred and ten percent of the time. And the funny thing is, people say, "Well, he's the the Boy Scout." I'm like. That's just his moral code. I was like, That's you didn't not... ask which, like, you didn't say, would Superman ever fight Thor? You said if Superman and Thor fought, who would win? Like, you didn't, at that point, you're you're comparing power levels. You're not comparing moral compasses. Yeah. Because Thor wouldn't kill Superman either. No, they're both good guys. Yeah. There's an, it's, it's really, that, that's a, it's a silly question, too, because at the end of the day, they're both, they're both, uh, benevolent characters they yeah. would never do that no okay but no i've never been asked that question which i'm very thankful thanks for letting me indulge myself then i would have to slap someone over the head uh i think actually i think miles is the one who asked me that question oh my gosh miles <laughs> but i could be do you wrong. think he was asking it in like a i think he was just he a was trolling cu- way no i think he was just curious honestly of just power power levels yes like he wasn't trying to be like who would win it was like who, like seriously who would win um, right. No, it, it, I don't. I don't think it was a trolling thing. Okay. Uh, so the movie Hell, the Hellboy movie. I feel like we've been able to talk about this every week. Um, they were going to whitewash a character, 
which I feel like I should stand up for this because I talked about it the reverse um, mm-hmm. last week and or the last episode. And I want I want to like stand up and talk about this. Uh, they were going to take an Asian character and give him to a white actor. Um, the actor who played Ajax actually in Deadpool, the bad guy. I was going to have a whole rant about now I'm probably never going to see the movie. This is stupid. I'm actually going to boycott it. Um, except the actor has dropped out of the role because he did not know when he was first given the role um, the background story to this character. But the more that he dove into the character and saw that it was uh, of an Asian background, Asian ethnicity, that he, uh, he dropped out. He said he's not going to do it. Uh, he'd rather have that character be portrayed how he is in the comics, especially with uh, a huge gap in um, Asian-American actors uh, in movies these days. They don't seem to be getting the roles, and so he wants to give that opportunity to someone that deserves it. Uh, I'm even seeing, this is something I'm noticing more and more, and it could just be because... Um, you know, there are, especially on the West Coast, there are a lot of Asians, and I think, you know, over the time people have kids with people yeah. of, of different races, yeah. and I'm seeing a lot of half-Asians. The guy who played Bruce Lee in the new yeah. movie, I'm I'm pretty sure he's half-Asian. Yeah. He doesn't have quite the same full-on striking ethnic look that Bruce had. You know, you know the uh, those piercing eyes yeah. that Bruce Lee had, which is very distinctly Chinese, he looks a little bit more Caucasian. Okay. Um, and then I've heard a lot of problems with that movie. Actually, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Yet. I do want to see it just to say I saw it because I'm a Bruce Lee fan. But um, and I've I'm heard... not, and I'm not familiar with the Iron Fist uh story arc. And I and besides what I know from watching Defenders, mm-hmm. but is Colleen is she half Asian? Is that part of her character? Uh, I don't know in the comics, but she she definitely is in the movie in the TV show. I think they've made her character half Asian, but they only talk about her dad. She, cause, cause I was going to say she looks very much so yes. half. Yeah, she's definitely half. So, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it deliberate whitewashing, but it is kind of, I don't, I don't know. And it's funny how I notice certain things like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know why that's the case so of Asians. You brought up that Bruce Lee movie, and this is just a little side note. That movie is, from what I've read, is a weird way of whitewashing the main character isn't bruce lee like bruce lee is a side character in this movie about bruce lee so who does the main character the white dude the white dude which is the main which white dude in the trailer i don't know i didn't see it there's a they they created a white dude to be the main character hmm. in a bruce lee movie i it's weird like i feel like it's the trailer sure makes it look like bruce lee's a main character that's what a lot of people were suspecting, but it it's this white dude that's in it majority of the time. It's weird. I was like, that's a weird way of, of whitewashing. <laughs> like you just took this movie about one of the most famous martial artists and put him on the sideline. Yeah, weird. Mm. Um. Yeah. Uh. Then, this is a weird. Weird little tidbit. Hasbro, the toy company, 
is suing DC because DC has a character called Bumblebee. Doesn't Hasbro make DC toys? Uh, no, they, I think, they did. They did, but I think DC makes their own toys now. They have their own toy line. And so, no, well, it's so it's. I'm just saying, for the longest time, I remember my all my Batman figures, all my Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer Batman fi- figures. Well, they were Kenner. That's what Ken, okay. Ken, Hasbro was Kenner prior to that. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. I know that of course there is the DC toy line where they make. They're more comic booky toys. Yeah, that's what this would be. But a lot of those you can't find. Like a lot of like the really nice comic comic booky looking toys that are more accurate to how the characters look on the page aren't in toy stores. They sell them in, in comic book shops. Yeah. And then of course there's the other stuff. But I think you you might be right. I think DC I think it's called DC Direct, and I'm pretty sure they now, do their own stuff. Now, now that I think of it, yeah, yeah I think you're right. Uh, so so Bumblebee is a DC character, and we've seen her in Young Justice. Um. And she's kind of like the Wasp from D- from Marvel, um, where she can shrink in, shrink in size and she shoots like bumblebee stings. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I I know that character. Yeah, and so DC is doing their own like they're doing their own girl toy line. Okay, uh, they're doing their own girl toy line, and. Hasbro is now trying to sue them because they are making a toy called Bumblebee, which, as you know, Hasbro owns the rights to Transformers, mm-hmm. which is they have a car named Bumblebee. The problem Hasbro is going to have is, first of all, you can't trademark. Uh, you can trademark that character in his likeness, but this Bumblebee is nothing like him. Uh, and Bumble- a Bumblebee is a Bumblebee. Is, is a Bumblebee. It's a yeah. generic animal yeah uh and the bumblebee character was created before the bumblebee prior to car yeah uh so also hasbro owns the rights to transformers yes they didn't invent the characters yeah this is the most bogus okay it's this is going to business drives me crazy sometimes it's going to fail it's crap uh and it's annoying because these are going to be toys for girls uh of comic book characters which I feel like girls have been trying to find a reason to get into comic books, uh, trying to find ways to relate. Uh, it's always annoying when they do like Justice League stuff, and then Wonder Woman's never on anything. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool, but you sh- it should be Batman su- or Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and then a fourth character if you want a fourth character. But she should be present in all of them because she's a huge part of the Justice League. Um. Yeah, because it's the Trinity. Like you can't, you can't have the Justice League without Wonder Woman, in my opinion. Yeah, no, no way. Um, so it's just annoying on Hasbro's part, and they're stupid. Uh, Paul Bettany is going to be Han Solo in the. <laughs> wow, I just messed up there. Paul Bettany is going to be in the Han Solo. I was gonna Solo say you movie. said that wrong. I yeah. Well, I caught that right away too. Uh. No, he is going to be in the Han Solo movie. Um, don't know who, but it's kind of cool. Paul Bettany, for those who do not know, is the Vision in the Avengers movie. He's also the bard uh, poet in the Knight's Tale. He played Gabriel, uh, Michael in the movie Legion, I want to say. Yeah, Legion. But 
Really cool actor. I really like him. He's married to Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was in Spider-Man. Uh, that's what she's known for, right? <laughs> the voice of Karen. Uh, Lynn Wine. Do you know who Lynn Wine is? Mm-mm. Creator of Wolverine. Passed away yesterday. That's a bummer. Yeah. I don't... He was just I, old. I thought Stan Lee created Wolverine and everything in Marvel. <laughs> no. Because uh, this was in a, a Hulk issue. He was created in, for Hulk. Remember? You, I, you know. I thought Stan Lee created the Hulk and everything in Marvel. Oh, well, he created the Hulk, but he, <laughs> he didn't write every single issue of Hulk. Well, no kidding. Yeah. I'm just, you know. I'm being facetious. I'm, I'm just, I'm just. You just, you just, you're just there. I'm just being that guy. Yeah. Then news broke today, actually, fresh off the press. J.J. Abrams is going to direct episode nine of Star Wars. Uh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. They've also pushed back the release date. Uh, it was going to be released in May, May 28th of 2019, and it is now being pushed back to December 20th of 2019. Five, five days before Christmas. I'm kind of annoyed because they made a big thing about how it was going to be released in May. Yeah, because that was like going back to how, how they used Star to do it. Wars. Yeah, but new director, you have to, you have to push it back. Screw Don't, him. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. glad because that means if you're listening, please. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being serious. Uh, I like it because it means they're taking it seriously and they're not going to try to rush it to release it in May. Sounds made up. The what? The reason. Just kidding. <laughs> it's a very serious reason. Very on point. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, the problems episode seven have, I don't put on J.J. Abrams. I think with a, a great script and, uh, you know, a great set, he can do a really amazing job. I mean, I loved the set design of Episode 7. I don't think Episode 7 has failures or problems. I would say that it, it repeats themes that have already, you know, yeah. been there. But that's not, really, that, that's not really a flaw in the script itself. I would say it's just laziness. Yeah, yeah it's an outlying thing. Yeah. Though. Like, to me, to me, like, a problem is, like, this character was here. Now he's there. Contradictions. That, that, yeah, that yeah, is continuity. Continuity. Yeah, exactly. And there wasn't, and I I love that because that was that's J.J. Abrams stuff. Yeah, is he's very he has an eye for detail. The characters were awesome. Yeah, he's really meticulous with all that stuff. Yeah, the directing for the actors was incredible. Like I never felt like any character puppets, the suits, yeah. oh, so all good. that stuff was amazing. Yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, he was kind of bummed that he wasn't doing episode eight. Yeah, um, I remember reading about that. But I think him taking a movie off and then coming back for another one uh, could be good, especially if he takes the criticisms that people had, even if we don't agree with him, that he takes them to heart and he tries to expand. Um, especially since he now has to work with a script based off of episode eight. Uh, so he can't like do a rehash story. Speaking of episodes, what number is this? 49. Cool. Are you sure? Yes. I thought last one was 49. Last week was 48. Okay. Noted. Sounds good. 
or not last week. I keep saying last week, but we took like three weeks off. Lots of stuff. Life happened. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So that's it for news. Uh, we had some pretty good stuff this week. Um, so now we're actually going to talk about our main. Andrew, I'm going to lean in down here. Let's lean in. All right. Let's just get in close with each other. I'm glaring into your eyes. Glaring. Glaring. Glaring and staring. I'm getting lost. I'm getting lost in you. (laughs) We are going to talk about the TV show that was on Netflix. Lost in Space. About a month ago. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Three weeks. Lost in Space. Uh, Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Uh, I saw a really stupid old episode of that show and then... They were fighting a giant carrot on a vegetable planet. That's awesome. It was the cheesiest thing I'd the ever black seen. Black and white episodes? Uh, this was color. But mm. no, people who say Star-, Star Trek was cheesy, you have no idea. Oh, Lost in Space is cheese galore. It doesn't even look I good soaked, for its time. I soaked it in. But it is fun. I, I loved the love. 90s movie yeah. as a kid. Oh, yeah, with um, Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc Heather and Graham. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah. And the dad, I always forget his name. He's, I can remember his face. He's been in a number of things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, defenders. You, our topic <laughs> uh, today is Defenders. So I I saw this way back when, um, but I wanted to wait until Cody watched all of it before we talked about it um, because I want to see his perspective on it because the show starts out kind of strong and halfway through the middle part, like the first half, halfway through, it's solid. It's really good, actually. It's more than solid. It's really good. And then all of a sudden, an episode after, like it just falls apart. It just falls apart. Um, so how it starts off is just the introduction of all the characters. You have Iron Fist is the first character introduces. Uh, it's not that great of a whole scene. Um, it's him fighting who you find out to be Electra uh, later on. It's him fighting her in the tunnels, and it's really dark, and you can't really see anything, and it's kind of like a shaky mess. Um, and it's like, okay, I guess there was fight scenes going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. Then fight. I, I believe after that, you're introduced. I think Daredevil's the next one. It's either Daredevil or uh, Luke Cage. Um, Mm -hmm. But Daredevil's is awesome. His introduction is him in the courtroom, and he's defending the kid who is now can't use his legs. Like, he's been paralyzed from the waist down because of something a corporation has done. Like, they, they oversaw something and didn't take care of it, and so he won this family, like, $10 million um, from this company. And it's really cool. It's really awesome. Shows Matt Murdock as a lawyer. He's pro bono right now, so he's just doing everything for free uh, just to help people as a lawyer instead of Daredevil because he kind of gave up that life after Elektra died uh, in season two after he fought the hand. Um, he was kind of like, I'm done with this. I don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have, after that, is him meeting with his priest saying like he's doing his whole confession moment um and the priest 
confronts him and asks him, does he miss the old life or does he just miss Electra? Um, and he said, like, he talks about how he needs to move on because she's, she's gone. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have either, I'm trying to think, it's, it's so, there's a lot in there. Uh, you either have Luke Cage or Jessica Jones. Luke Cage is him getting out of prison because at the end of Luke Cage, he goes to prison to finish off his years that he broke out of prison for. Um, so that way his record is kind of like a clean slate. Like it shows he's been there, but now he's not fugitive, but he's out of prison. This is possibly the worst introductions because you get this cool moment between him and Foggy. And Foggy is his lawyer, like his representative. Um, and then cut to him seeing Claire and Claire going, you want to see, co- you want to go get some coffee? Cut to them in her apartment banging. <laughs> like just, yeah, just full on, just annoying everything. It just comes in really, really abruptly and obnoxiously. Yeah. And it, yeah. Is yeah, uh, and then Jessica Jones is her. Um, the one nice thing I a touch I really love with the first several episodes is the color scheming for each yes. character. Yes, uh, yeah, for Daredevil red, Luke yellow, Jessica blue, Iron Fist. What the hell is he? He's supposed to be green, but there wasn't. They can't fell apart with his. Yeah, his, I guess his wasn't done too well. But yeah. the other, but Jessica <laughs> the Jones other had, three were done well. Had definitely a a blue bluish pur- purple. It was more purple. It was like a bluish purple hue. Yeah. Um. And then Daredevils was definitely red. Like every time you saw him. Uh. And then Luke Cage had like an orange yellow hue to it. Uh. Yeah. Iron Fist is supposed to be green, but they can never get that right. They can't get anything with Iron Fist right. It's annoying. Um. Jessica Jones starts out with her talking to Trish and then how she's not taking on any more clients um, after Kilgrave and all that. So those introductions are probably the first three episodes. Um, The second episode, uh, you have Luke and Danny meeting each other. And then the third episode, you have Jessica Jones and Matt Murdock meeting each other. Uh, Matt Murdock becomes Jessica Jones' lawyer. Um, and then the end of the third episode ends with them all meeting up and fighting in a hallway at this corporation. They're fighting these random like dudes, and it's like, okay, I'm into this. The fight scene was good. You have a fight scene between uh, Matt and Elektra, and it's him figuring out, finding out that she's alive. And he's like, what the heck? You're supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a restaurant scene, which is fun. Uh, especially Stick, who just puts everyone in their place. Uh, the only thing about that is Stick's prosthetic for his missing hand was the, like, one of the worst prosthetics I've ever seen. Oh, you it mean, was, you mean, you it mean was, for his missing hand? Yeah, it was longer than his other hand. Like, the, the stump part was Holy long. cow, you're right, it was. It was longer. I was like, that's not how hands, that's not how chopping off hands work. That's funny. Yeah, it was really bad. I mean, I guess that kind of thing is really hard to do if you're yeah, not but it's CG. 2017. <laughs> I feel like we've gotten away with better. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh yeah, I noticed that. That would be one of my main complaints about this is there was a lot of CG and special effects stuff that did not work. Um one being towards the end where a, one of the villains falls off an elevator and it literally looks like Emperor Palpatine from episode 7 or episode 6 like falling out the falling down the shaft. Like that's how the CG looks. It's pretty bad. Um, yeah, so from there, they have this restaurant scene. They build up the hand. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's character has been shown throughout the series of this, like, immortal kind of BA character who everyone's scared of. So everything's built up, and then all of a sudden, the hand attacked them at the restaurant. And you're like, okay, this is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. It kind of is. Um, Electra's there. She kind of gets beat up by Iron Fist, and then she's fighting Daredevil. Uh, there's this Swahili guy that shows up, um, and he does like this chakra punch thing to Luke Cage, um, because Luke Cage's like skin's impenetrable, so like actually punching him wouldn't really work. Uh, he does this like chakra block thing that's actually affecting Luke Cage, and it's really cool, and he has this like really cool fighting style. And I go, oh my gosh, we're going to get a really cool fight scene going on. Uh, then all of a sudden he gets in a car and drives off. And Luke Cage goes, gets hit by a car. Which I think is driven by him. I don't uh, know. Truck, right? A truck, yeah. Um, which shouldn't affect him, but it did. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, so he gets hit by a truck. And he goes missing, and then Nobu's master is there, the Japanese guy, and he's supposed to be a BA character. Mm-hmm. And you see that when you first meet him because he's cutting open a moon bear. And she's like, Aren't those Sigourney Weaver's like, Aren't those extinct? And he goes, Yeah, but I heard this was like at this place, and I went to go fight it, and I, I won. So you're like, Oh, he just fought a bear. And one, that's that's insane. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So you get this feeling that he's really powerful. Nobu kind of kicks ass in Daredevil. So you're like, okay, he's going to be awesome. These characters are never utilized to their max potential. No, not at all. They are like and like okay, and uh, Alexandra. Yeah, Sigourney uh, Weaver's character. Yeah, you're wait the whole time. I was kind of waiting for something like special to be re- revealed. Yeah. about her besides just the fact that she was old. Yeah. And it never really comes. She never really does anything. Does nothing. You're, I'm waiting for the, there's this buildup. You're you're waiting for the tension to release, and I mean, we'll get to the point that we're get, both getting to. Yeah. Both both thinking. I'm both thinking about. Yeah. Is you know. Yeah, because so but, which is very soon. Like we'll we'll get there. Uh, then what happens is the group realizes that the hand needs the Iron Fist alive, which is Danny Rand. So they capture him. Uh, they capture him, they kill the Swahili dude, or Stick kills the Swahili dude, so he's never utilized. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then that's another one of the flaws. This is this is when I went, okay, this show's not going to be, it's going downhill. At the end of episode four, Luke Cage shows up after being hit by the truck, all bloody, and you're like, oh, what happened? Like, and he goes, I got one of them. He's like, I got one of theirs. Yeah. And so he got the Swahili, 
Swahili dude. That means there was a whole fight scene between him and the Swahili guy. The one guy that I was interested in a fight, like his fighting style, there was a whole fight scene off camera that we didn't see in Luke Cage 1. And I'm going, why? Why like, did you skip out on this? Why did you sk- Yeah. Like, what the heck? And then... Yeah, you uh, kind of feel cheated there. It's like, what the yeah. heck? You and that's when, that. that's when it starts going downhill. The only times I enjoyed... I can say this wholeheartedly. The only times I enjoyed the show after episode four was whenever Daredevil was on screen. Yeah. Whenever um, it's Matt Murdock or Daredevil, you're yeah. fine. You're, you're like, okay, I can do this. I can deal with this because it's Daredevil. He's great. But everything else was like, I don't know what you're doing. I yeah. really don't. Uh, the Hand apparently lost all their ninjas. Uh, they lost their whole army, so now they have these weird mercenary-looking dudes that are just henchmen that can't fight anything. Uh, you have the leaders of the Hand who are like third-tier villains. Mm-hmm. Like Fisk put up a better fight than any of the Hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. The stakes felt higher with Fisk. N- not Nobu put up a better fight than the guy who trained him. Yes. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Did Did you not feel that towards the last couple episodes, the actors who played uh, Cage, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones kind of almost seem unenthused themselves? Uh, y- yes. Until I, I, know, I noticed until the very end. Yeah, when what happens happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, in episodes seven, six and seven, and even the beginning of eight, those characters seem lame to me because I, I feel as though the actors playing them were bored. Yeah. Just, uh, honestly, um, in, in some of the episodes, uh, Kristen Ritter, her line delivery is flat out boring. Yes. There's just a lot of... Because you know how she always kind of has this sort of annoying... She has the or, attitude. Or she's, she, yeah. she's not annoying. She's annoyed. Yeah. And there's and a couple lines she delivers in six where she's like, yeah, well... And, and it, was, <laughs> it was so much more phoned in yeah. than I'm used to her. Because usually she's, she sounds annoyed, but she has this kind of like spark to it. Yeah. And she was just... It sounded so like, I'm over this. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. Yeah. And I guess... In a sense, like her character was kind of like that. She even says that at the end. She's like, "Let's just let's just get it over with. We'll, we'll all sleep better." Yeah, it almost felt like let's just get this over because I'm sick of acting in this terrible show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, okay. Now let me let me specify: the whole show is not bad. No, the first four episodes are great. Yes, it and just... I, I knew people who told me that they were trying to tell me that they didn't think the introduction was good and that it was they focused on the characters for too long and I'm like no the build up that was good yeah they should have had a longer series yes it should have been at least 10 maybe 13 episodes this was a I series I think 11 would have been a good yeah. number actually this is a series that they like my issue with Luke Cage Iron Fist and Jessica Jones was that there's too many episodes that they should have been shortened because they had what Daredevil does best is Daredevil has story arcs within the seasons. What Jessica Jones didn't have was story arcs. It had one story arc, mm-hmm. and they spread it out. Yeah, they pulled it out. If that, if that series was eight episodes, I would have a different opinion about it. I would put it up there up with 
probably season two of Daredevil. Yeah. Which I know other people love Daredevil season two more, which I totally understand. It's a wonderful season. Uh, I think season one just has a special place in my heart. Um, same. After rewatching them, I do. I like two even more. Yeah. But at the same time, also see that one is better. Yeah. It was. It was kind of interesting to know that. Number one is how I felt the story is so complex and it's intricate. It's magic. Yeah. And when you know me, the, the entire time I was like, wait, I don't remember this. Wait, I don't remember that. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how I am with with intricate plots. I forget things like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to make fun of myself. Like <laughs> I was. I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. There are two separate Asian gangs. <laughs> That's still me. I was like, what? Well, well, the thing is that I got that, n- and I let myself get further confused because I yeah. got when I first watched the show that Nobu was Japanese, but I still thought he was in cahoots with Gao, and he is in a sense. But I was, I always thought that they were part they were, of the, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it was just because I hadn't watched the first season in so long. Yeah, but I just remembered you're like, wait. Nobu's Japanese? I was like, yeah. And then... Did I say that or did you, I say Madame Gao? No, you, you said Nobu. Because then later on, you're like, wait, Madame Gao's Chinese? Because you're like, I thought she was Japanese. Like, Nobu. I was like, no, they're two se- like they're separate. She's Chinese, he's Japanese. I don't know how... And I, you're I, like, what? <laughs> I just... I, and I feel so lame. It's fine. But like, I, I, I don't know how I just let myself get lost. But... Yeah. But at the same time, it the show, that first season has a lot to follow. Yes, the um, second one not so much. No, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, there's really good, um, intricate subtleties in the dialogue, and I think that's of, epi- of season two. But yeah. it's n- but there's not much really going on. Yeah, it's pretty much people hate the Punisher; they want him dead. You know, Nelson and Murdoch are defending him. It gets more intricate. Around season or episode nine, when you have the puncher and hand stuff going on at the same time, mm-hmm. or episode six, sorry. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, whereas, like comparing that with Defenders, mm-hmm. where Defenders is just so surface level shallow. It's a yeah. I think like you you by need- the end of the show, I just was like. This seems like a like the plot was like a cheesy cartoon. Yeah, it really was, and it even felt like the villains by the end were cheesy cartoons. Uh, what annoys me the most the fight is, scenes were too. Even though uh, I gosh. I actually did kind of enjoy it. I know you didn't, but I thought in a in a in a, it had a charm to it um, when they played the final protect your neck by Wu Tang yeah. Clan. But <sighs> when Daredevil was fighting perfect. people, it was awesome. Whenever it showed any of the other characters fighting people, it was not that good. I was really annoyed by what a pansy Rand was fighting Electra. Oh my gosh. That whole scene makes me annoyed because she literally goes, I need your iron fist to open this wall. And he goes, I'm never going to allow my iron fist to open that wall. Then she starts fighting him and he goes, I'm going to use my iron fist against you. And she's like, I'm just going to step to the side and you're going to punch this wall. I, oh my gosh, Cody. Yeah, that was pretty lame. That was so stupid. Just don't use the iron fist. And he leaves it on the entire time. Yeah, and she's just like, yeah, I'm just going to guide your hand into the wall because that was my plan the whole time, and you fell right into it. (sighs) You you know, the thing is, like, Danny Rand, I don't really have any problem with 
the lines they wrote for him. Mm-hmm. The dude's delivery and, um, I mean, I, the way they had him play into her plan was annoying. But I don't, I don't know. There's a couple things that annoyed me about it, but mostly what annoyed me was that I just thought he just seemed weak. Yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed him in the fight scene in the office because he didn't seem weak then. Like he was putting up a fight. He took out all those guys like with no sweat. Uh, I liked him in the restaurant where he's like, dude, let's just be friends. Like he was having a good time. Like that is Danny Rand in the comics. Then after that, when they put him in a chair and like tie him up, which is another stupid thing. Uh, no, that whole, that whole series, that whole thing that happened. Uh, this is just more spoilers. Electra shows up, kills Stick, then you know goes off and kills Alexandra after bringing Danny Rand because she's like, oh yeah, that's the other thing is that Electra like, kills Alexandra, yeah, and it's so underwhelming. Yeah, she's it's totally like I am the captain now. But <laughs> like that's how I felt that whole time where she's like I am the captain now. Yeah. Uh, she takes over the hand. The hander's just like oh, okay. You killed Electra, I mean, Alexandra, so I guess we're just going to follow you now. Yeah, I thought it was weird how the rest of the hand didn't really give a crap. Yeah. Like, you guys kind of had loyalties to Alexandra, I thought. Yeah. It was... A character whom we knew really nothing about besides yeah. she's old. That that all was just annoying. Uh, Alexandra is never utilized. Nothing happened with her. No. Her whole purpose was to bring Electra back to life. And to and eat fancy dinners in fancy places and look important. By herself. Like, no. Why like, is that? Like, Kevin and I were talking about my our friend. We were talking <laughs> about um, how when you see a character eating a fancy dinner in a restaurant by themselves looking all high and mighty and cool, it's always the villain. Yeah. And there's no one, like, not just by themselves, but there's no one in the the restaurant. And you and there's other tables and you're like, where yeah. the hell are they? Like Which why? I did I did enjoy with the first time that Fisk tastes Vanessa to dinner. Yeah, that's different. Because there's people. Uh but the second time there's no one there, but that's because it's like a private dinner. Yeah, he had like a, a private thing set up. Yeah. Uh that's what that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. It's it's just weird because yeah, the first time you see her, there's that scene where She's like, it's just how they made it in Constantinople. And he goes, that was ancient. It's called Naples now. And she goes, you're right. And it's just like, oh, she's old. She lived in ancient times. But we're not going to see her do anything. We're not going to see the Swahili guy do anything. We're not going to see the Japanese guy do anything. We're not going to see... We see Madame Gao use the force. Madame Gao uses the force. It was incredible, <laughs> but it was incredibly stupid. Yeah, too. <laughs> it was like she, she's like, oh. and 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 like <laughs> she stops uh, some uh, what are those called? Little th- those they're like bricks essentially. Cinder blocks. Cinder blocks. She, she stops a crap load of cinder blocks from fly- flying at her, and then like throws a table or something. Yeah, and it's just like. She's had this ability for, you know. They kind two- of hinted at it with Daredevil, where he she punched him in the chest and he went flying. But that was it. I just thought she had like super strength, and even that yeah. was confusing. Yeah. 
Madam Gao. Madam Gao. Uh, yeah, so then... Wesley. They have a weird kind of like, you know, slap hands fight with the hand after Electra has killed Alexandra. And they have bombs and they go, we should blow up the building because that will stop them. And I went, and I'm done. <laughs> like, I yeah, finished the, it. The whole blowing up the building thing, I was like. Like, I was actually on the side of Luke Cage at that point where I'm like, why? Why do we need to blow up this building? Like, I, yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. It was stupid. I was, and then they went down there. Like, they went down. It's like, do you plan on. That was weird, too. I was like, you're blowing up a building and you're going down further into it? Yeah. Like, I understood that they went to go no, save I, Danny. Well, that, so that was where I was weirded out. Not blowing, blowing up the building, I mean, that happens in comics all the time. But, but the heroes don't do it. But the, well, in this particular case, they're trying to, de- they're trying to destroy the source of what they were going to channel uh, the Iron Fist power from, right? That's, that's where, that was the center of where they were going to do it, right? Yeah, but to, I'm just saying yeah. that the, I'm just saying the, the 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 nail in the coffin was, and you're going down there. Yeah. Okay. You might want to you might wanted to hold off on the charges. Yeah. On, on the uh, on the explosive charges first, but whatever. Yeah. Oh 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 oh. Misty Knight's so damn annoying. She's telling these characters who have superpowers and special skill sets, mind you, that they're in over their heads. And then what does she do? She goes into that damn building and she's like, you best get out of my way. I'm going to drop you. <laughs> and that guy freaking cuts her arm off and yeah. she gets owned and embarrassed. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Her character didn't change or grow or say anything interesting the entire time. No, because you know why? She was a side character. Guess what, Cody? All the side characters got the shaft uh, in that in this series. Yeah, and it's not the, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't have any problem with the actress. No. And she did, I don't she think she actually played a really good Misty Knight. I don't think she said I'm gonna drop you, but she says she <laughs> like, she, she said she has sass. Like she, she has she yeah. has she has that sass. But no, I agree with you. This was another problem. They went so all these characters we have have really cool side characters. We're just going to take them and then put them in a room. Okay. Yeah, that was hella boring. That was so stupid. The whole time I'm like, oh, so the hand is actually going to show up at the precinct and he'll have all these like side characters banding together and fighting the hand. No, that's never going to happen. Never happens. No ninjas either. No ninjas. Just henchmen. Stupid henchmen with guns. Ugh. Suits. Ugh. It hurts. It hurts, Cody, because season two of Daredevil set up a really awesome hand. Like, just super powerful well, Daredevil like set up a face. lot of cool things that they've ignored. Yeah, like Stone, who is now dead because the chase is gone. Uh, and and then Elektra's character in this, like I understand that the revival makes her crazy, but then like when she kills Alexandra, she's like, oh no, I'm not crazy, I'm just evil. And I'm like, okay. And then you have that scene where she's like laying on Matt's bed and she's like remembering like their time together and I was like, okay, so they're going to have like this kind of tragic character who like instinctively is evil, but she like for Daredevil, she wants to be good. Um 
which is what Daredevil season two dealt with. But yeah. no, they didn't do anything with that. You know, yeah, at they, the end, yeah, they didn't, they didn't do anything with that either. You're right. Yeah, at the end, she's still just evil. And yeah, I was, I was annoyed by that too. I was annoyed. I was like, she's just gonna stay this way. Yeah, that's boring. Like, if she would have killed Alexandra, and the hand is like, "What the heck? Why are you doing this?" And she's like, "I'm doing it for him." Where she's like, she's evil, but she just loves Matt so much that like. She wants to do everything for him. That would have been different if they mm-hmm. would have done it that way. But they didn't. Um, let's wrap up the ending of the show of of, of this show because I want to get to the other topics because this is starting to really make me sad. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so the end, <laughs> the end of Defenders is probably the best part of the second half. Uh, so at the end, Daredevil tells. The three Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage to head upstairs because mm-hmm. he's going to pretty much like stall mm-hmm. Electra. Yep. While they blow up the charges, he's going to stay down there. Um, two things I want to talk about this scene. First of all, is the way they kill the Japanese head, who who falls in, in uh, Return of the Jedi style, like I was talking about with the Emperor. They knock him off, and he goes. Uh, like, falls backwards off the elevator. It was so stupid. Uh, then lands on a rhubarb pipe, and it's like, oh, he's dead. Uh, and then there's a scene. Did you say a rhubarb pie? Pipe. Oh. Isn't it? Is like, it... rod. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> rhubarb? I'm pretty <laughs> sure rhubarb is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're... yeah, it's a pie. Yeah. Um, uh... No, and then. Uh... I like your shirt a lot. Thank you. Uh, and then Jessica Jones does flies, which I guess, yeah, it's weird. Like, she flies and she grabs the elevator because it's about to snap and fall. Uh, and she's holding on to it. Uh, and then Luke Cage and Iron Fist get off, off of the elevator. And she drops the elevator. Then it shows Daredevil fighting Elektra on the ground, like, near the elevator, where the elevator should drop. And never once does the elevator drop. Yeah. And that hurt so much. Because <laughs> yeah. it was just like, that is continuity. Like, you just, it's never there. It never shows up. The elevator it fell into a vortex. Right. Uh, then they blow up the building, crashes down. Daredevil's all like, we're going to die together. At least it's together. Then you think Daredevil is dead. If you didn't know that Daredevil Season 3 was coming out, you would probably think he was dead, which is annoying because that is their best show, so don't kill off that character ever. Uh, The saddest moment, I actually did think this was a sad moment, was when they show up at the precinct and Luke Cage walks through the door to Claire, Jessica Jones walks through the door to Mm -hmm. Trish and uh, Malcolm, Mm -hmm. and then. Uh, Iron Fist and Colleen walk through the door, but then Karen and Foggy look at the door, and Matt never shows up. And then Karen starts like breaking down, crying into like. And she and Foggy hug. And, yeah, that was sad. That was actually good. That was yeah. a good moment. And after that, like the way Iron Fist was acting, where he's like, "I want to actually help the city. I want to be better." I was like, okay, you're starting to get your acting back. The scene between Jessica Jones and Luke Cage in the bar where she's like, you want to get coffee? And he's like, maybe sometime later. 
Um, that was good as well. I want more Foggy and Marcy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I, I I just like that Foggy isn't this traditionally classic, classically handsome guy, but he's so charming, and she's yeah. totally into it, and he's yeah. just like he's just like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, then at the very end, it is uh, shown that Daredevil's not dead. Um, he awakes in what seems to be a monastery mm-hmm. with nuns, and they say, go get Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who do not know, spoiler, I am going to spoil this. Maybe I won't. I won't spoil it. I'll leave, I guess, spoiled it for you, but you want to know. I want, I mean, I, I want to know because I want to know about Daredevil. Yeah, so I won't say it for those who are... I've been reading Daredevil. Yeah. I won't say for those who are excited for season three. Um, so for those who have not seen Daredevil or Defenders, we kind of just told you everything about it. But if you are wondering if it's important, if you are following the Daredevil storyline, it kind of is. Defenders is Daredevil season 2.5. Um, it is the halfway point between season three and two. If you want more Matt Murdock and Foggy and Karen, it's there. Just yeah, pick it up. Just watch it. You know, it's eight episodes. Go to Netflix. It's there. Yeah. Uh, it in my opinion, it's... I I think I think I only finished it because we, we do this and we, yeah, we talk about it. You didn't it. really want to. Um. No. Yeah. And I, I and I am going to finish Jessica Jones just because I'm a. I am somewhat of a completionist. Yeah, and you should, because we're going to probably, I know that Kevin's going to watch it, and so when season two comes out, we'll Our probably... friend. Yeah? <laughs> to the audience. Oh, yeah. I feel like we've talked about, Kevin's been on the podcast. Our friend. Twice. Yeah, but there's always new listeners, Andrew. That's true. New listeners who should go back and listen to our other podcasts. Uh, but yeah, so on a whole, Defenders is meh. That's the best way I can... Would you say that's the best way to describe it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Like a six. Like not, no, it's probably closer to about a five and a half. Oh, okay. I was thinking about that. Um, I only say that, well, no, six is fair. Six. six. Yeah. Six. Five it's po- a D. 5.9. They tried a little. They okay, attempted. Okay, you know what? You're right. Now, when I, when I think about it in terms of letter grades, 60%-ish is a D. Yeah. Let's yeah, I'll I'll call it a uh I'll call it a D, I'll call it a sixty percent. Yeah. Um moving on. To other Favorite stuff. recent reads. What's yours? Mine? Oh, I read so much. Uh you always say that because you always do. Uh, yeah, but I was trying to limit myself to two trades an episode. <laughs> but then we took like two weeks off. And I couldn't stand it anymore, so I read like six. Um, but what? But what was your favorite? My favorite, favorite was probably Black Panther. Yeah, I read, you told me you liked that. I read Christopher Priest's Black Panther run, which was his early two, no, nineties to early two thousand stuff. Okay, really good, really good stuff. Um, makes me just excited for the movie, even more. The movie looks badass. Oh, so I'm good. excited for it. Um. No, just really cool, really cool stuff. I highly recommend it to anyone um, who is interested in Black Panther. Like, it is a must-read Black Panther run. Um, I'm probably going to pick up the rest of Christopher Priest's stuff uh, and finish it out. 
And then, yeah, what about you? Um, I read, I've read a few things. Um, uh, but no, my favorite recent read is I've been reading the Frank Miller, uh, Daredevil run. He did the art, not uh, not the story run. Yeah, I I think it was. I'm gonna look it up. I I feel like it was a gentleman by the name of I think his last name was Mackenzie. Um, I'm gonna look it up real quick because I have my tablet here. Yeah. Here we go. For those who do not for do not know, uh, the Frank Miller. It's funny because it's he's the artist, but the Frank Miller run of Daredevil is highly regarded as the best of Daredevil. It's a classic. Um, no, not. not took me to Frank Miller's page. Mm-hmm. I wish I could. Oh, okay, so um. Okay, there we go. It says Klaus Klaus Jansen was the guy who did the inks. That's so bizarre. Um, I'm almost positive that the dude who this is so irritating because I I know for a fact that the writer was the the writer is different um, than who. The writer is different than who they give credit on the cover. They say Frank Miller and Klaus Jansen, but anyways. So yeah, I've been reading that run, and um, I reckon it does start off in 19... It says 1964 to 1998 for the volumes, but I feel like the volume one that I have starts in the end of the Silver Age. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was. I thought, I thought it started in, the late, in like 78 is when it said, I thought. Okay. And anyways, um, there's, yeah, there's a that's, whole that's there's a whole arc with Bullseye that's dope. Yeah, um, he kidnaps Black Widow, who was dating Daredevil at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was neat to see Foggy and Turk and all these characters that are used in Daredevil, um, actually in the source material. And it made it just you know what it did is it reaffirmed everything that I love about Daredevil because when you stick to the source material, yeah, and you do good by it, like Turk is kind of he he's he's a he's a crook, but he's kind of a funny dude. Yeah, that's exactly how he is in the comics. Oh my, yeah, it's dated, but I mean it's it's old, but it's the same way. Um, there is an awesome issue where Daredevil beats Bullseye senseless, where he can't. He's like he's having trouble like thinking. He's like mm-hmm. he like beats the crap out of him, and I can't remember. It was it was some other character. I think Daredevil might have had another another love interest besides. Uh, Black, Black Widow, Widow, and I think there was, or someone who liked him, or uh, so. Gosh, who was it? It might have been Black Widow, but she's like, she's like, uh, you know, she's like Matt. His like his mind. What did you do to it? Because I think it's 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 kind of left in a cliffhanger. Um, okay. It's like the it's like the eighth issue. I've I've read basically two trades where it's a lot. It's the volume one's thick. Yeah, and there's a lot of them. Um, so, uh. It's really, it's really old school. I like it. Um, if anything, I would say the writing is less cheesy than the earliest Denny O'Neill Batman. Okay. Because the Denny O'Neill Batman in the beginning is pretty darn cheesy, even, yeah. even though even though the stories are dark. Yeah. The writing's like, oh, here we go, off to the races. Yeah. Um, whereas Daredevil, um, the writing is it's a little more mature. Yeah. The 
the first two stories in the volume are um, Spider-Man story, Spider-Man appearances, or Daredevil appearances in Spider-Man. And when Daredevil and Spider-Man talk, it's always it's always goofy. Yeah, it's like sure thing, DD. All right, web slinger, where to? And it just like yeah. you know, it's like well, Spider-Man was up until yeah, so late eighty, early eighties. I need to glance again at when this is from because when I was re- looking it at was it, seventy-eight. Are you positive? Yeah. Why does it say this right here then? Volume one says 64. It is weird. I think it's inaccurate. Because I remember looking at the book when when you and I were at the store and it said 78. Yeah. So I'm just, that threw me off saying that 64 there. But anyways, it's great. It's everything I love about comics. And um, I every issue keeps getting better. It keeps mm-hmm. coming more and more into its own. And the Bullseye story arc carries on throughout the entire first volume. Okay. So I'm stoked to just keep saying that. And uh, the next issue is... I think 1964 is when Daredevil started. Okay. It might just... It, they might be off on Amazon because yeah. because that's the year it started. Because your trade doesn't go through 1998 either. No, but maybe... I, I was thinking maybe future volumes do. I don't know. Okay. I, and, and I don't think that's true because I don't... Because did Frank Miller do Daredevil in 1998? I think he did. Did he did he? it for quite a while, yeah. Um, and then after him was did he, did he Bendis. Ever, did he pick up on the writing as well? Uh, I think he wrote uh, Man Without Fear. He'd, yeah, he wrote the origin story, Man Without Fear, which yeah. I, I'm itching to read. It's so good. You read it? Mm-hmm. I really, 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 really want to read it. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, so after reading Daredevil, I mean, I, I've always liked the show, but now I can safely say Daredevil is my second favorite Marvel character behind Wolverine. Yeah. Without yeah. Well, after only reading a few issues and and the show both seasons. Yeah. Daredevil is one of my heroes. He's good. And I'm in love with Matt Murdock's character even more. I just yeah. think he's such a cool. Have they? He's such a cool dude. Have he's you like he's ran like into the Mike stuff. Mike stuff. Mike Murdock. No 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 no. Okay, no, okay. Not, not yet. Well, I think that's earlier. I don't think it's. I think it's past. This is past that. Well, he says he's into Mike Declare. Yes. Yeah. In in the TV show? Yeah. So that was a nod to the comics. For some reason, Matt Murdock uh, had this alternate personality who was his twin brother called Mike Murdock. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, like, if he showed up. That's silly. Like, if he showed up in random places and they're all like, they're all like, but Matt, we saw you there. And he's like, oh, that was my brother, Mike. <laughs> and what, they're both blind? <laughs> yeah. That's uh- that's hella funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I, I just I can't wait to uh to read more of this. I have a lot more stuff to read. I have um. I just got Punisher Circle of Blood in the mail today, okay. and I'm excited to read that. Yeah. And uh, next one, next, next episode, if I get the time, I will probably talk about both Circle of Blood and TMNT Volume TMNT. Four. Um, and then never have I ever, so we'll just say that that's part of Cody's never have I ever. I read Daredevil Yellow, but if yeah. you, but if you read these in, in volumes, it's very different. It's, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. beast. Uh, mine was Red Hood and the Outlaws, which is the rebirth Red Hood stuff. Um, for those who do not know, Red Hood is Jason Todd, the second Robin. Uh, really good. Like, like really good. And it. Uh, it's him and Artemis, who was uh one of who was trained by 
Wonder Woman. Um, and she grew up on Themyscira and everything. And then left because she stole a weapon and then lost the weapon. And so she's now trying to find that weapon again. Uh, but it's really funny um, and just really heartwarming. They find Bizarro, uh, who is a clone of Superman created by Lex Luthor in this in the New 52. Um, and so he's like trying to figure out who he is. And it's like he thinks he's Superman. Bizarro does. And it's kind of like it's kind of adorable because uh, by the end of it, um, the guy is like, you aren't Superman. And he goes, no. And he doesn't say um, I am. He just says M. A.M. And he goes, M. M. Bizarro. And so it, it's just really good. And I recom- highly recommend it to people. Um, I enjoyed every minute of it. Every every bit of every bit of uh, what I read. I'm very excited for more. Um, probably up there. Probably my third favorite Rebirth title, actually, with Superman first, then uh, Nightwing second, and uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws third. Nice, really good stuff. Uh, then yeah, I think that's about it. Sweet, oldie, uh, Goldies, but oldies. Oldies but goldies. Uh, probably. I'm reading Flash by Mark Wade right now. Oh yeah, I. Oh yeah, so I'm 33 pages in, so it's not like a lot. Andrew and I were at Barnes and Noble a couple was it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and I uh, I was looking for the Daredevil Volume One at the time, and I saw the Mark Wade Flash, and I was totally being a little bastard and tempting him to get it, <laughs> and and he was like, Cody, I can only buy was it. One trade, two trades, or did or were you trying to buy none at the time? Well, I had already bought like eight by that time. So yeah, I was like, here you go. Yeah, and I was like, it's, it's like if someone's trying to cut sweets, like, here's a chocolate chip yeah. cookie, and you, here's, they, here's a cookie, just take put, it. They put it in your hand, and you're like, Ehh. yeah. But then I bought books as well, so which is even more material and yeah. more money. Yes. So, anyways, I spent more money than I wanted. Well. I also, uh, I bought a Punisher t-shirt on Amazon.com. That looks really dope. It's the old, yeah. it's the old school logo. It has the crazy, like, like, upturned angry eyes with the really long teeth jaw okay, configuration. Okay, the long one instead yeah. of, like, the shorter? Yeah, it looks really cool. Sweet. Yeah. I'm excited for you to wear it I around am. the house. I am, too. And out in yeah. public. Oh, yeah. I do. People will see me and be like, oh. He likes comic books. That guy. Look at that dweeb. But Maybe he's got a dark side. He's kind of mysterious. I think he might be kind of cool. Let's go talk to him. I want to marry this guy. I want to marry... (laughs) That's what I'm hoping for. That's the reaction that I want. Okay. Well, thank you for, you know, tuning in to this awesome episode of Origins and Adaptation. Mm, mm. Um, We'll, uh... We'll get you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Woo-hoo!